will adjust it. The Lord, it has been long coming, and thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I want to welcome you to New Water today. If you haven't been here before, welcome. Uh, I'm Apostle Tanya Hicks. My husband, Apostle Leonard Hicks, our leaders. Look, we got leaders all over the place. So when I call y'all, can y'all please stand up, please, and thank you. We got, well, I'm going to start right over here. Prophetess Freddie Austin. Come on, stand up. I need you to like, you know, when you get up, because you know who you are, I need you to like break that pause and get up and be like, what's up? Now, you know what I mean. Be you, but come on up, okay? Yeah. Then we just see our Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yes. Now, if I got to break out this suit, I'm going to break it out to get what Jesus got for me tonight. Amen. Amen. Because I believe that God has a word, and I know that we have a skit. And also, let me see here. Let me. I'm, just, I'm trying to stay focused. Okay. Uh, we got a skit, so let's get ready to do our tithe and offering. And immediately thereafter, I'm going to go ahead and give you the announcements. Um, immediately thereafter, I want to go ahead and, uh, uh, well, if we have to do it afterwards, we can. Immediately after, I'm going to give you the word, but we got a powerful skit, and it's very nice. But we have somebody who had to work tonight, and they'll be coming running in the door, and we're going to get that skit done. But in the meantime, let's get ready to receive our offering. Um, uh, I believe Sister Vanita have envelopes. If you want envelopes, I see you. Sister Vanita in the back, so I'm Sister Tavita has the envelopes. Um, can you get it up my office? It's one in my office. Just get the bigger one in my office, please. Yeah. I, 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 I want to, to, to get excited about the gifts. It's time for us to think we. It's time for us to think we. We gotta get bigger. I don't know where the big, big one is, but we gonna have one. There it is. I knew he was around here somewhere, little boat. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Cash App, dollar sign. N as in Nancy, W as in William, I as in Isaac, M as in Mary, 2011. Cash app is dollar sign N W I M 2011. Do y'all feel a praise in y'all spirit? Yes. I feel a rumbling. I feel a rumbling. There's a rumbling. We didn't come this far. Not to go through. I heard that rain. I saw that rain come down upon us. Yes, saturated.
Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would bless this offering, the tithe, the giving, the first fruit, the seed. Lord, going into the new year, we ask that you would bless it in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray even that our hearts will even be more sensitive, Lord, when it comes to pouring out and giving. For we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And Father, we offer up unto you the sacrifices of thanksgiving. Father, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Bless every household, oh God. Meet every need in the name of Jesus. Pour out your spirit like never before. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. Please, Father, um,
And I'm going to continue praising him as God is. Yes, Not only that, God raised me up. Yes. Again, yes. for the fourth time. Praise yes. him. Hallelujah. And, um, you know, I want y'all to understand that when you trust and believe that God is, he is. Yes. And, and can't nobody take your faith away from you but you. You're the only one that can remove the faith out of your spirit. Can't nobody take that. Can't nobody shift you. Can't nobody shake you out of that. I hear people sometimes say, they didn't made you mess up my Holy Ghost. No, they didn't make you do nothing. You did it. You messed it up. Yeah, let's clear that one up here. 2021. I want you going into 2022 talking about somebody made you do it. You did it on your own. Amen. Let's get ready to get into the word. And then if we, depending on where we at, we gonna celebrate. All right. Oh yeah. And let there be light. And there was light. Okay, God want to celebrate too. Now that show came on. Wow. Let there be light, and there was light. Also, I want to uh, continue to remember Sister Betty. She had surgery on her mouth. The Lord just had me call her today. So I don't know why you in my spirit. And she said, oh, I said, what happened? She said, my mouth, they had to take out four teeth, and I guess they had to do some more work. She wasn't talking too good. So I told her I wasn't going to hold her, but we going to pray for her. And, you know, we know how to pray. One thing I love about New Water is a praying church. These folk in New Water can pray. That's what I can say to that. They can pray. I know other people can pray too. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But I thank God for praying folk in your house. Amen. Amen. You know how to hit the throne of heaven and shake the heavens until God answers. And I thank God for that. So continue to hold up the intercessors and those that pray and seek the face of God in this house and all over the world that are praying and seeking the face of God. Amen? Amen. Also on tomorrow, for all the de- diehards that know how to ski um, and, and know how to uh, slide into the bowling alley, we're going to ski and slide into the bowling alley so we can slide down that lane. And uh, 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 that'll be bowling tomorrow at 3.30 at the Big River Bowl. And uh, do know that when you come, you got to tap into your shoes and your um, uh, bowling lanes. So do share with us and don't put it all on us, please. But come on out and fellowship. It's at 3.30. Bring your best ball for those that only can bowl at 25. It's all right. I'm with you. But let's come on out there and get it in. Amen? Amen. Amen. So come on out and let's bowl. That's on tomorrow. We continue in our New Year's festivities. Then on Sunday... Just let you all know, uh, Pastor O'Neill wasn't able to make it. One, he didn't want to ski down the highway. I didn't want him skiing down the highway in 10 inches of snow. And two, you know, when you're not just up to par, I think it's best that you build your body up to par, take care of yourself, and we'll see you on another day. Amen? And so that's just wisdom all the way around. Because how many understand that we are required to take care of us? Point blank and simple. And that means different things to different people. But if you know what's right, uh, even the prophet got after me the other day and said, you better get on that Daniel fast. 
He meant it, I understood it, praise God. Um, but, you know, it, we got to learn how to do what's right by our bodies, amen? amen? And our bodies sometimes don't do what's right by us, but we got to take care of us, amen? Amen. amen? amen, I know we're on our eyes tight, but it's right. It's time for the saints to stop acting like we kingdom children, and we don't know how to take care of us. We walking around broke down, but we declaring that Jesus can heal. We walking around talking about what God can do in the blood and all of this, but we scared of everything that come now and dwelling. The devil is a whole liar. We got to start walking in what God said. Now I'm getting ahead of my message. Turn to 2 Kings chapter 7. 2 Kings chapter 7. I couldn't understand why God gave me this. And I kept reading this thing over. I didn't read about four different versions of this thing. I read English Standard, English American Standard. I read the English Standard, the Living Bible, the King James. And everything that I read came back to the same thing. God wants us to understand some things coming out of this season. And he took me from 2020 all the way to 2022. Because there's some things that we held on to in 2020 that we dropped into 2021 and then continue to bring them as if you're gonna take them to 2022. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, it can't come. It can't come. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now I want you to just turn around and look at somebody and say, that can't come either. That can't come either. <laughs> we about to go on into the word. Second Kings chapter seven. If you have it, shout hallelujah. Then Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a Lord on whose hands the king leaned, the Lord also represents officer, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask God that you will bless this word. Father, unravel this word. Release your revelation. Let the prophetic winds flow. And Lord, I pray, God, that you will hide me behind the cross. Lord, let no part of me be seen and let your glory be revealed as you release this word and shifting us and moving us and breaking us into 2022. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. As I was studying this, the word of God gave me the the prophecy of plenty. The prophecy of plenty. It's going to make sense after a while. The prophecy of uh, plenty. When I began to read this, as I was studying, then I went ahead. I had to go back because some of you know you got to go back to begin to catch this word. But the Lord began to show me that in the, in the midst of everything, there was a siege on Samaria. And in this place that Samaria was in, there was a famine that had taken place. It was such a bad of a place that people was desperate, they was hopeless, they was hungry, they were uh, uh, rejected, they were full of shame, they were full of doom and gloom, they didn't have no hope, there was nobody there to give them hope. Everybody was angry. That sounds like 2021, don't it? <laughs> Everybody angry. Everybody blaming each other. 
People eating for kids. I'm eat your kid today. Tomorrow we gonna eat your kid. They was doing all kind of manners of evil, killing each other just to eat. The spirit of greed was in the house. The spirit of uh, pride, the spirit of arrogance was in the house. We better than you. We gonna make sure we take you down. And so with this, there was a place in Samaria that's not a place you want to live. It was so bad that the king was so angry. The woman came up to him, and I'm just giving you the paraphrase of chapter 6. The woman said, king, king. He said, what do you want? She said, yesterday we boiled my baby and ate it. And the lady told me she was going to do ours. And then I went to do it and she ran away with the baby and she won't give us her son. Desperate days. Desperate measures. We see people today in desperate measures. Doom and gloom. Matter of fact, they're trying to tell us, you better, they better get your food, better get your toiletries, better get this and that. But how many notice that even when you go to the grocery store, it's tripled in prices? God bless you. Triple in price now. What used to cost a pack of chicken, you used to be able to get a pack of chicken for $4 for some thighs or something. Now the thighs cost $10, the breast costs $18, the wings cost $20. But bet not try to get no ribs because that's $18, $20. And then I went somewhere and I tried to get something and it said $30. I said $30. <laughs> We're going to starve this week. <laughs> <laughs> they crazy. <laughs> they crazy. I said, Lord, what is this? Oh, come on, we ain't paying attention, but the word then told us what to do. And then I began to read and I began to study this thing. And the Lord said, Twanya, this is a right now word. Because God is changing the mindset of how people see things. But if you can't change your mind, you can't change your circumstance. And we're in a place that we got to understand who God is to us. The prophecy of plenty means that we're not going to go around. And God told us this when all this first jumped off in 2020. He said the believers will not experience what the non-believers did. He began to share with us that there are things that are about to take place. That we're going to reveal his glory simply by what he's doing in our lives. Simply by how some people will get a pink slip and the believers will still be standing. Simply because he's going to be the provision of Jehovah Jireh in the midst of a storm. In the midst of everything that's taking place. God is about to release his spirit upon his people. And God said, did I not tell you that it shall begin to rain? And that's why I heard the word rain. I begin to think. Here's what God has already spoken. Because God is about to reign upon his people. And people say, don't prophesy. It's a good word. I'm not going to give you a good word. I'm going to give you a just word. I'm going to give you what the word of God has said to us. Because now it's time for us to begin to pay attention. As they begin to go within the word, the word of God says that Elisha said to uh, uh, the king, 
Because here's the thing. Before Elisha even released this prophetic word, the king was after Elisha's head. Yes. Matter of fact, he told him, uh, he told his uh, a soldier, he said, I want you to go before me because I need the head of Elisha. He said, and when you go down there, he said, I want you to make sure he in the house pretty much so because I need to know that we're going to take the head of Elisha. Elisha with his prophetic self. Let me tell you something about a prophet. A prophet ain't got to be in your midst to know you talking. A prophet ain't got to be in your midst to know that here, here what's going on. A prophet ain't got to be in your midst to know the traps and the snares that's being set up for them. God is beginning to raise a prophet that are not trying to call your check account number. They ain't dealing with your credit card number. They gonna tell you what God loves. They gonna drop it and they gonna keep moving. Because it's not about us. It's about him. And the one thing about God is God is sure. He's precise and he's accurate. And what God is doing is raising up prophets that are not house prophets, not chief prophets. I don't care how long you have been prophesying. If you don't keep the vessel clean, you ain't prophesying that what God is saying. You gotta keep your vessel clean so that God can prophesy and begin to release the word of the Lord. He has to begin to deal with those that are willing to clean themselves up, willing to lay on the altar, willing to cry out before him, willing to humble themselves so that the word of the Lord can come forth pure and clear so that the people can get a hold of the instruction of the Lord. As I was reading this, and, and I said, my Lord, here he coming after Elisha's head. Elisha's sitting in the house with his elders. And he said, yeah, that old king that can't stand me, he's about to come. He's after my head. He's a murderer, but he's coming after my head. He said, but he's sending somebody before him so he can see if I'm still in, watch yourself. If I'm still in the house, I want y'all to know that prophets is about to be so sharp in the spirit. Why preaching on prophets tonight, apostle? Because God is raising up some new breed of apostle. And apostles and prophets, he's raising up a new breed that ain't your usual, same old, stale, tired, but prophets. They're prophets that know how to tap in in their dreams. They know how to tap in when they're awake. They know how to tap in on the job. They know how to tap in in their homes. They know how to tap in whether they're in church or out of church. Whether they're in the grocery store, they know how to tap in and God is raising them up in this season to begin to bring a fresh word. Let me tell you something, prophets. Your head will always be sought after. Per the word of the Lord. Here this king was angry. He was blaming God. He said, I'm, I'm going to get somebody. Somebody going down. Israel had failed. Samaria had failed on hard times. But yet, Elisha, let me show you the spirit of a prophet, the character. Elisha yet began to release the word of the Lord. Prophets aren't shut down by circumstances. Prophets don't shut down because of hindrance and obstacles and threats. Prophets don't shut down. They may try to hide, but God will always uncover them because he needs their voice. Mm -hmm. There's a shift in the prophets. Mm. 
So you got to be careful when you say, this is who I am. This is what I want. I'm not telling you don't say that because I'm going to stand strong with what God said I was. He said you an apostle, I'm an apostle. He said your dominant gift is prophet, that's who I am. And I'm not afraid of it. Yeah, I know you coming. But it don't matter now. Because God said you got to have a different kind of boldness. And a different kind of courage. Because when he's sending us, we don't have time to turn tail and run. We got to open up our eyes and begin to prophesy. Elisha. He wasn't worried about that man. Elisha got up after he told them what he was getting ready to do. He talked to the one that the king has sent. And then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. That's a true prophet. They don't stop prophesying because you got on their nerve. They keep moving. They don't stop because you did something. He said, you know what? Let me tell you what God said. He said, thus saith the Lord tomorrow. About this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Now there's a reason why he said that. Because they had tripled the prices. They had tripled the prices and lessened the amount that you get. But Elisha began to let them know everything that they did within 24 hours, God is going to turn it around. They begin to look and they begin to say, hold up, wait a minute. Who do you think he is? How he going to change the way we market things in this house, in this place, in these gates? Elisha said, don't worry about it. Within 24 hours, by tomorrow this time, things is going to change and an abundance is going to be on the horizon and your food prices is going to drop. Now you know that sounds crazy. We're just talking about boiling your king. And here he come telling the king, all this going to change in 24 hours? They telling me that they about to kill up a few more folk and burn a few more because they hungry. They pillaring and taking and stealing and robbing and murdering. You telling me all this is going to change in 24 hours? Saith the Lord or oh, somebody better shout something. I don't know what you going through, but I will tell you that 24 hours may seem like a long time, but to God it's nothing. He said tomorrow this time, you're going to see a change. Tomorrow this time. And then the Lord, that old officer that was standing next to the king, he decided he had something to say about it. Because to him, how dare you tell us what we've been going through all this time and all this bondage. Can't you see that we are angry and we about to kill you and you going to tell us in 24 hours it's going to change. The king's officer could not believe it. He doubted the power of God. He doubted the creativity of God. And he doubted the messenger. Now I gotta stop right there because I gotta give you something to lean on. See, first of all, we gotta remember what the power of God is. We gotta remember that power that resurrected Jesus from the dead. The word of God said that same power is in us. So we can't forget that. We also got to remember not only that, but the let there be king also cre- created us that same creativity that he took with the, the, the two fish and the five loaves of bread. That same creativity that he told them to go and look in the fish mouth. Oh, somebody go get and get that. That same creativity that he used to create the heavens and the earth hung 
God, that same creativity is today. There's nothing that you can tell me that can stop the flow of the Holy Ghost. You can't tell me that God can't speak into something and begin to say what is and what's going to be done. The Spirit of the Lord begins to let us see without a shadow of a doubt what's going on. And so God began to speak and he began to release. He said an abundance is on the horizon. In abundance is on the horizon. See, some of us is walking in some tight times right now. And God wants us to understand the abundance is on the horizon. Some of us is going through some things. It ain't always financial. Some of it is sometimes in the body. Sometimes it's in a marriage. Sometimes it's with our kids. Sometimes it's with relationships. But God is here to say that that same suddenly and creativity he used then, he going to use today. Amen. Oh, my. This old, old, old devil decided he want to doubt the messenger. And I'm noticing more and more that people of today have the audacity to question when a man or a woman of God begins to release. Come on. They question, they question. Who do they think they are? Who allowed them to do that? Who told them to do that? Well, I don't do it like that. Well, I don't say it like that. Well, I don't pray like that. Well, I don't sing like that. Well, I don't dance like that. And maybe you don't because maybe that ain't what God called you to do. Some things we just got to tap in and find out who it is for us. What is it for us? Because I refuse to go into 2022 doing what ain't me. It's time for us to understand. Find your position. Get in your position. And work your position. And stop worrying about everybody else's position. It ain't nobody's business but God. He put them in there. 2022 is your year to be you in Christ. Prophecy of plenty. Plenty also means how you exercise your spirit man. Your spirit man can be tired. Your spirit man can be stagnant. Your spirit man can be lazy. Or you can get your spirit man up and you begin to move forward under the power of the Holy Ghost and turn the world upside down. This officer moved in unbelief. We can become so stagnated by operating in unbelief that you won't even move when you know God said. Yeah, many of us is in that place right now. You went through 2020 stagnant. You went through 2022, 21 stagnant. God said this is your last time to do that. You cannot walk in unbelief and say you trust God. You cannot say you stand on the word of God and you don't move and motivate yourself in the things of God. That's right. That's right. No matter what you hear, no matter what doctor reports you hear, you got to trust in the name of the Lord. Yes. If I get done, I'm going to try to get everybody saved in the University of Iowa hospitals and clinics. That is my goal. To make my way to the house of the Lord that everybody gets saved. What y'all saying? Every time I got to go see a doctor, I'm a witness about Jesus. Every time I go see him, I got to tell him about Jesus. They already know. What's his name? Jesus. All right, so you don't have to talk to me about that. Goodbye. 
I'm the most non-compliant, compliant patient there is. Because I believe by faith that whatever God told me, he's going to do it. I don't care if I don't see it. I don't care if I get recurring visions. I'm still going to do what God say do. Now, that don't mean always my body going to do it. But I believe that it will line up as the word of God say so. We can't keep saying I'm healed and then going back acting like I ain't healed. I can't keep saying God did it and going back telling somebody, well, you know, either he did it or he didn't because we don't serve a schizophrenic God. We don't serve a God that can't do the impossible. We serve a God of the possible. No matter what we go through in life, we serve a God that can break and do anything and everything. Call that aggressive if you want to. I'm going to stand on that aggression. He didn't let me get this far uh, uh, with having no faith. I believe that when you stand on the power of God and the faith that he has given you, that creative God will do something creative in you. The word said this, this officer moved in unbelief. He became stagnated. His unbelief, his question, he began to question the very word of the servant of God. How many people do that today? Well, they said God said. Well, let me call Susie. You know, I got a word. The word said. Well, I got a word. Let me call bro. I got a word. The word said. Well, they didn't give me my answer. So you know what? I got a word because these two didn't give me the answer I needed. I want to know what you're going to give me. Well, let me go over here because maybe he didn't give me but a portion. I need to know what the Lord said. Look, God said it to you, not to them. They cannot interpret a word that God has given you. People try to interpret what they think God said, but you can't interpret the word of God the way God has given it to you. You got to begin to move and flow according to the spirit of that thing that God has given to you. You're responsible to breathe on it, nurture it, pour into it, until God manifested through you. Like I said, this may not be a jumping shot, but I want you to go into 2022 armed and dangerous. I don't want you coming out and doing the same stuff the same way. Because of his unbelief, God judged him. I got to tell you this. Because of your unbelief, when you start not believing what God says, there's certain things that are not going to happen for you anymore. That's right. Because once God keeps telling you over and over again, and you keep doing it your way, the way you want to do it, the way you think in your mind is right, the word tells us what's right in the man's eyes is dangerous. You can't go by what you think. You got to go by what Holy Spirit says. And Holy Spirit beginning to let you know there's some things that may not feel good. Paul said, my flesh ain't trying to do nothing. My spirit is willing. I'm ready to do this thing in the spirit, but in the flesh, I got some fight. I got some stuff going on. You got to be able to buff and kill that flesh so you can do what God said. It's not going to be easy. It'll never be easy. Walking this thing out is not easy. Loving on people that's unloving is terrible. But you got to learn how to do it if you want to make it easy. I'm not going to tell you that you get out of here and I didn't tell you to love me unlovely. You better learn how to love them, baby. And I ain't talking about no fake love that the world has brought into the church. That God can learn to tell you 
you writing everything down because you're going to write it down and you're going to say it out of you and I need to say it. He said, and there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate. And they said one to another, while we're sitting here, we're going to die here. Why are we going to sit here? Four lepers. So Lord, what do these lepers represent? See, everybody always think of skin disease. But they don't think about, like I told them Sunday, the hidden things. Because see, sometimes we can sit right up in church and be looking good. Got that all kind of hidden mess. Yes, yes, yes. And God is coming to take today. Yes, yes. Over in Ezekiel 37, he said, I'm going to excavate your grave. Yes, yes. He said, I'm dealing with your grave. Don't worry about nobody else's grave. You a grave digger. Yes, you yes. trying to go, you're a grave thief. You want to go in everybody else's grave and worry about what God is doing to them. You a grave thief. Nah, baby, I want to come in your heart. I want to go to your spirit. I want to get in your place. I want to go into the graveyard with you. Because there's some bones that you buried that you don't want to face. But you want everybody else to face their bones. Today is a new day, baby. You want to face them bones? You better face them if you want to see Jesus. You better. You better. I said, I'm going in. Yes. Oh, yeah, all them hidden things. I don't care. You can be in jeans and a T-shirt. You can be in tennis shoes. You can be in casual loafers. I love penny loafers. You can be in blue jeans. You can be in a blazer. You can be in a suit. You can be super, super sharp. 
You can be super, super not sharp and it's still sharp. See, because it ain't what you put on and how much you pay for it. It's how you wear it. Of godliness, but they deny the very power that 
about how well you appear to look. It's about what God is saying and what he needs done with his church. He said, I'm coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Baby, if you still got spots, you ain't going. Baby, if you still got some wrinkles, he got some work to do. The word of God. And then I caught it. Mm -hmm. I start studying this thing. Everybody thought that these people went through the gate. Come on. How many of y'all know they didn't go through the front gate? Come on. No, they did not. They went all around the perimeter of the building. Jesus. They didn't go through the front gate. People made it preach like they went. And went on in the front gate. Uh -uh. Why sit we here? Nothing. The word of God says they went around the long version. Jesus. They went the long way. Mm. Matter of fact, as they were sneaking and running through, the Syrians was on the inside. Mm. And God made it so that it sounded like it was a whole bunch of people running around the outside. Mm. And it wasn't nothing but three little lepreys, four. Four little lepre men, eight legs. Oh. <laughs> Eight legs coming around the building. They thought it was a whole army. Talking about a creative God. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm showing you something. You better catch that in the spirit. Because God getting ready to do something for some of y'all that been missing it. He getting ready to do something. He took
You said to him, God shift me. 